Okay. Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Nomad Mastery, the podcast and the video cast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. And in today's episode, we have a very special uh, couple who we actually had the chance of meeting in two different countries. We actually met them in Medellin, Colombia, when I was actually speaking at a bloggers meetup. Uh, with our uh, uh, common friend, Stephanie Linder. We actually interviewed her on the show as well. I'll have the link below to Stephanie's interview. And uh, when we were in Medellin, we had the opportunity to uh, have a chat with uh, Damon and Todd. And uh, we actually just got to Cuenca a couple of days ago. And as we were walking around Cuenca, Ecuador, uh, when we were about to have some ice cream, we ran into uh, them again, just randomly out of the blue, in, in a dessert place. And uh, we had a great, uh, you know, a little ice cream chat. And uh, it was uh, great to connect with uh, Damon and Todd. Uh, they actually are the founders of Nomadic Adventurers. And I invited them to be on the podcast to share all about their nomadic adventures, uh, you know, in Central America, South America, and beyond. Uh, so to start off with Todd and Damon, uh, why don't we get to know you guys a little bit better if you're going to do a quick introduction about both of you and a little bit more about yourselves. All right. Uh, well, my name is Todd. Um, I'm 52. Um, Damon and I, we've always loved traveling. Uh, so we took a trip to Bali. Um, was it two years ago? Yeah. Two years ago. And uh, that really changed our whole view on what, you know, how you could live internationally. I mean, it was such a beautiful experience. The people were wonderful and the cost of living was so low. Uh, we were so amazed by it that when we came home, we, we really were like, wow, how do we make that happen for us? Uh, you know, we both had uh, great jobs. I was in corporate. I let Damone talk about his um, and we just kind of gave it all up. <laughs> yeah, and my name is uh, Damone and uh, I'm 53. And just like Todd was saying, we went on a trip and we're just trying to figure out how we can do this for a lifetime. And um, we just got, I, I'm retired from the state of California and then I also used to work for a company by the name of Murphy's Magic Supplies. And I worked there for 12 years. And uh, we were um, was working there and we made a decision, you know what, how can we make this happen a uh, lifetime? And so we decided to just give up everything, quit our jobs, sell everything everything <laughs> and go travel the world and so we started this journey february 28 2017 yeah and we've been traveling ever since so we're six months in and four countries so far amazing amazing adventure so uh, you know every uh, ever since the beginning tell us about that february uh, moment uh, who had the idea to sell everything was it uh, Damon? was it todd was it both of you guys and then how did one person convince the other and then tell us about the process i mean it's one thing to have the idea whole other thing to sell everything uh, to leave corporate america behind and to travel the world so uh, walk right. us through those logistics. right well i think like i said when we came back from bali it was it was todd was kind of the more adventurous one he's yeah one I, I was like uh hey, I think we could do this. We were watching a lot of, uh, what is it? Uh, awesome. House Hunters International. Um, just seeing how people were, you know, going and buying properties and living abroad for really, you know, a, a livable amount. And I said, come on, we could do this. <laughs> so I'm more of the processor one. I'm the one that normally kind of figures out all the, 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 the numbers and stuff. And so once I was able to get past that, it was like, I said, 
okay, let's go for it. You know, let's, let's, um, the only way that we figure out that we could do everything is do some investments and sell everything and uh, go travel and savings. So, and so I think kind of what was the litmus test for us about this whole thing is um, we decided we were going to put our house on the market. Um, it was in 2016, late, late 2016, um, or mid, I guess it was yeah. mid. And um, we had a figure in our head that, okay, if we can get this amount, that would really help launch our journey. Um, and it was, we were asking kind of a high level income for the house for that time. Even our real estate guy was like, Oh, no, yeah. you, guys, you guys don't want to do that. Because you guys are going to outprice yourself. You know, you don't want to do that. You'll have to take it off the market. And um, we actually had been following the real estate market pretty well at that time. So we said, no, we're going to take a chance. And let's, we just want to really see if we can do this. So we're, we're going to put the house on the market. And he said, okay. Yeah. And we put the house on the market on a Thursday. And on Sunday, it sold over asking price. Sell for over asking. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of our first sign that, okay, this okay, is, this this. is going to happen. So, so we had 30 days to sell everything. Right. And, you know, when you do that, we had to uh, mark everything down and we had to get rid of all of our stuff. And we had so much stuff, Rick. I mean, we had <laughs> the so... Way, the way we started it was we put price tags on everything in the house. I mean, mirrors, plates, you name it. TV. Everything had a price tag on it. And because uh, people were coming through to look at the house, we had people who had... Um, put their names on price tags, like uh, uh, real estate agents. Right. <laughs> and so uh, as soon as it sold, um, that real estate agent who really kind of cleaned up on us, he came in and bought a whole bunch of stuff. And then we sold a lot of stuff to family and friends. And then when it was come down to selling, we, we still had a lot of stuff. Um, we just started selling things pennies on the dollar. Yeah. I mean, I mean can, you can't get caught up on how much you spent for something. You just have to go and just say, you know what? Uh, we just did a third off of everything. So. Yeah, it, our feel was like if we just got a third for what we paid, then we would be okay. So here you guys are on the road. You left in February, and at the time of recording this interview, we're here in September. You mentioned uh, you've been to several countries in Central and now in South America. Uh, tell us about those countries. Uh, where did you start? Uh, you know, you left the U.S. Where did you start this adventure? And uh, walk us through all the different countries you've been to sure, so far. Yeah, sure. So um, our first stop uh, was in February 28th. And our first stop was uh, Central America. We went to Costa Rica. And we were in Costa Rica for 90 days. 90 days. We were, we were going there to look for open eye, uh, a place to possibly even retire. So as we, as we do this journey, we're looking at different countries of places that possibly we, we can retire at mm -hmm. as well. And so um, Costa Rica, we were there for 90 days and we stayed in the area called Nuevo Arnal, which is a fantastic area. It was, it was on the lake and uh, we got a involved. really small community. It was nice. Yeah, we got involved with a big expat community there and just kind of fell in love there. We rented a, we rented a two bedroom apartment there. For really inexpensive. Yes. And <laughs> really so inexpensive. That was our first time getting our feet wet being outside of the country. After, uh, after our first month and we saw how we were able to afford it, we kind of settled in and went, okay, I think we can do this. I think we can do this because we had a budget, you know, we had a certain budget we were trying to keep up on and we were able to do that. And we thought after the first month, okay, yeah, we can do this. We can, we can rock this. So. Yeah. Um, so from there, we, from there, we, we went, went to Guatemala, Antigua, Guatemala. And that was beautiful. And Antigua was a really beautiful place. Um, it's very colonial, uh, cobblestone streets, uh, very quaint. 
And so we spent 60 days there. In Antigua, yes. And um, met a lot of great people there as well. Um, make connections with other people like us who were traveling as well. And so um, that's one of the fun things you get to do when you do this, like meeting you, Rick. I mean, we just meet people who are on the path, you yeah. know, and then we're doing this. And there are actually a lot of people out there. It is. You just don't really realize. And, that, and what we have realized now is that, that they will be friends for life now. Yeah, so we've met we a lot have, of people. We've met that... a lot of different people, and uh, we've been staying in contact with each other. we got a couple of the friends, and they're in Mexico right now. Yeah, they're hanging they just, out there. This went through that earthquake. But, uh, yeah, we hung out with them in Guatemala. Uh, we made friends in uh, Costa Rica, and we met them a couple different times. Um, I don't know. It's just... It's just been a great path. Oh, so then where did we go from there? Um, then we went to Colombia. Uh, Colombia, which um, is where we met you. Um, Colombia was fantastic. Uh, and that's really high on our list for a possible uh, retirement place. Right. And so we were there in Colombia for 30 days. Mm -hmm. And so uh, we enjoyed that place tremendously. And it definitely has a good potential playgroup for us probably to lay our heads at mm -hmm. so far. Um, and then after the 30 days in Colombia, we are now in Ecuador. And in we, Cuenca. And we will be here for the next 60 days. And uh, we'll, we'll make like little journeys out to other places, um, Salinas, Quito, things like that, to go see other areas. But we're stationed right now in Cuenca. And we love it here. Yeah, you know, uh, definitely uh, two amazing countries uh, we met over there in Colombia. And Medellin, uh, you know, definitely one of my highlights as well. The city of Eternal Spring, uh, amazing climate, amazing uh, cost of living, amazing people, and a lot of different events and uh, facilities and resources for expats. And definitely Cuenca as well, great city. Our daughter has a question. She loves uh, interviewing our guests as well. What question do you have for them? What's your favorite country? Oh, that's a great that's question. That's a good question. That's very hard because we talk about it all the time you know we're trying to figure out where we want to be um, um i think uh let's see well i can give you one answer we really do love costa rica just because we love the whole jungle feel of costa rica it's very uh, tropical yeah a lot of monkeys and uh, animal wildlife wildlife i mean in the morning time you could hear monkeys uh in the trees not too far off from where you are so that that really appealed to us that was fun right and then I would say probably the next one would be Colombia, just because of the fact we love the landscape there, too. It's like living in or urban living, you know, it's like living in New York, you know, but you have all the greenery on the ground as well. Yeah, it, it is definitely an asphalt jungle there. Uh, in, in Medellin, it's definitely not as much uh, greenery, tropics, as you would find in Costa Rica, but... They do have it. Though. They do have it. You just have to kind of go out a little bit. Um, but it's great urban living. So um, as you know, in Poblado, El Poblado, that was a fantastic area. Um, we really fell in love with it. I mean, their shopping malls there would <laughs> rival anything in the state. So, um, so probably those two are our favorites, Costa Rica and, and uh, Colombia. Although I'm really partial right now to Ecuador. I'm really yeah, loving Ecuador it. has some, prom there's, there's some promises here in Ecuador. So. Yeah. We'll have to see. We've only, we've been, only here been here. Week. Yeah, we've only been here a couple of days over a week. So we haven't really given it its full run for the money yet. So we'll see. It's definitely hard to pick the favorite because uh, each and every place you go to, they have their uh, pros and their cons. You know, sometimes it's the okay. traffic, it's right. sometimes it's the language, sometimes it's the cost of living. So it's so hard 
uh, there's probably no perfect place, and it's pretty much the most ideal place for you guys at the time, right? Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's it's really just about the connection you make. Um, you know, when we were in Costa Rica, we made a fantastic connection with the expat community. Um, they they were like there were some people that we met met like family there. Right. Exactly. And then the same thing in Medellin. I mean, the the expat community was great there, but so are the locals. I mean, they were very welcoming and opening to us and. Um, we really felt really welcome there. So. Absolutely. Learning the language is, is always a plus. <laughs> so we're six months in and trying to learn our Spanish. And, and we're doing pretty good. We're doing pretty good. I mean, we can become quasi-conversational, um, but we're working at it. It's an everyday process. We're only six months in. I figure at this rate, in about a year, we should be able to you know, <laughs> speak, a good, speak a good conversation. So you guys actually have a great resource uh, where you're learning Spanish. You uh, had the opportunity to tell me, but maybe tell some of our viewers today who are struggling with learning a language. What Most definitely. And we're not getting paid by this guy. Yeah, I mean, we're, we're, not, we're not getting paid by him at we all. Just, we just really thought he had a great um, thing to offer. We found, about, we found out about him through um, International Living, mm -hmm. which is a uh, group that helps facilitate people who are looking to move abroad. Um, they give you a lot of resources and stuff. And so we found out about this guy. His name is Warren Hardy. Mm -hmm. And so at warrenhardy.com, you'll find um, he does a great online course. Um, why we chose him in particular is because he really works well with people who are in their 40s and up. Um, exactly. You know, after you reach a certain age, your brain kind of, <laughs> it's not as spongy and resilient as it used to be. And so our uh, attention span is, pretty limited so his class times run 20 minutes which is perfect it's perfect <laughs> yeah after that 20 minutes we're like okay what are we doing now yeah um, but we've learned a lot through him um, he's great with word association uh, to help you you know remember words so we really highly recommend Warren yeah. Hardy um, if you know if you're older if you're young and got a fresh mind then there's all, all lots of other resources but uh, yeah he you really know. helps you concentrate on giving your needs and your wants and to be able to ask questions and yes. to be able to answer questions in Spanish so it's, it's a, it's also the courtesies or the courtesies as they call it um, he that was really what he hit us with first and that's helped us tremendously yeah uh, because it's a very culturally rich uh, there's a lot of courtesies that go on in the Latin, Latin America. And so he teaches you how to interact with people and to say a lot of the courtesies of welcoming and excuse me and, you know, all these things. And it's helped us Tremendous. tremendously. So that has been a great resource. Definitely sounds great. So, so Damon and uh, Todd, you guys actually have a website and a YouTube channel social media where you're documenting this entire trip through video, uh, blog posts, etc. cetera. Uh, Nomadic Adventurers, tell us about the origin and what are the major themes and topics you're writing about. Okay. All right. So yeah, so we when we first started the journey, we thought, wow, it would be kind of cool if we could create up a, a, a blog, video blog, a video blog and, and you know show all of our places that we have gone. And so- It was really just for us and for our friends. That's kind of how, how it began yeah and then, uh, so people can track us and find out where we are right just see what we're doing so we really went into it with the idea of that this was just going to be for us family and friends it wasn't supposed to go anywhere too much but we did we did uh, brand it uh nomadic adventurers um we taglined it you're never too old to follow your dreams never too late 
Mm, excuse me. I'm oh, sorry. Never too late. <laughs> um, and since then, um, we've got we've kind of developed a following on us, yeah, and so it's like, and it's just been happening organically, very right? organically. Just, several people have just been all of a sudden we get people following us. And we're like, who is that? Who's yeah. That? So then we started looking at going. Well, maybe we should try to make something out of it. And we're still in the very beginning stages. It's very nucleus stage right now. You know, it's, so it's probably going to change here and there. But for the most part, it is happening, and we're getting people every day joining us and following our adventures. We do a lot of videos. That's kind of the primary content of what we do is videos. We don't do a whole lot of writing. I'm trying to incorporate a little bit more writing right. blog because people are like. Hey, not everyone wants to watch a video. <laughs> and the other side of that of it is there are there is another side of it too. I I, um, I do some writing on it as far as um, living sober and traveling, and because I'm I've been cleaning sober for like 23 years, and so I wanted to give another perspective of what it's like for someone who is uh, suffering from drugs and alcohol and want to be able to travel the world and know that you can also do that. So I write in there of what it's like to travel abroad, uh, being clean and sober. And we found lots of uh, AA places on our journeys here. It's been amazing. Yeah, it's been cool. You do a phenomenal job with the videos. I had a, I had a chance to look at some of them last night. Uh, you know, you do a great job with the video tours. I was looking at some of the video tours of the apartments. And you do a great breakdown on the pricing and uh, cost of living. So, uh, you know, uh, it's really witty in terms of the, the style, but it's also very practical in terms of the advice you're giving your viewers. So. Good job there. Uh, oh, you thank you. We appreciate that. Coming from you, I mean, uh, you know, the master, master video guy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for those kind words as well. Uh, how do you guys do the editing? Uh, you know, you, you do the shooting. Uh, are you just using a smartphone? Uh, tell yeah. us about the process. So uh, who does the shooting? Who does the editing? And uh, tell us how you guys do that. I'll let Todd take that one because he is, he's the, he is the uh, tech guy on a lot of that. <laughs> well, most of it um, is just filmed with our uh, smartphone, my iPhone. Um, video, I mean, the pictures that we incorporate in are taken with a DSLR or my iPhone as well. Um, and then once we get that and we get the video and the pictures, um, I work with the editing software of Final Cut Pro, which is an Apple product. Um, it's kind of like uh, iMovie on steroids, as I like to say. And it's been great. I mean, it gives you a lot of uh, creativity. And we're, I started off with iMovie. That's how we're doing it. And then I kind of got a little beyond it. It was like training pants. And then I was like, okay, I can get beyond this. So then we stepped up and bought the software for um, Final Cut Pro. And now I'm kind of like in the <laughs> kindergarten stages of that. I'm going to go up through high school, I think. Because uh, there's a lot you can do with it. It's a great, great software. But um, yeah, so it's fun. I've, I've really enjoyed the editing software process. I have to say though, time consuming. it is very time consuming. <laughs> uh, for 10 minutes of content, it can take you upwards of, you know, 10 hours to, to do it. Yeah. yeah, so, you know, because you're editing in pictures, you're, you know, editing your, your talk, you're wanting it to flow. You want certain music. Yeah, you, you know. You got certain music that flows. There's transitions there. you put in. So there's a lot of work that goes into just creating a small segment. And so our friends always go, hey, come on, put up more videos, put up more videos. It's like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> this could be a full-time job if we really <laughs> if we did it like that. So, yeah, so we're still working with it. Yeah, no, definitely a great job. And, uh, yeah, put up some more videos, guys. You know, what's taking you <laughs> <laughs> We will, we will. 
so tell us about the funding and the financing of the trip. You mentioned obviously you sold uh, your home, you sold a lot of stuff, uh, savings, investments. Uh, walk us through the finances because I think that's a big question people have. They would love to travel more, but they don't have time. They don't have money. So how do you guys manage to achieve both the time freedom, the money freedom, and the location freedom? Gotcha. Well, once we made that decision that we were going to pursue this, of, of course, the, fir the first thing first is that two both people have to be have to be willing to do it. That's number one. So once we both got on the same page, then it became this thing of like, well, how are we, how are we going to fund this thing? So, um, you know, we have made some certain investments and um, we also have been saving for a while. Right. We did and pretty then, good with the stock market. Yeah. And then also, uh, you know, when we sold the house and sold all of our possessions, we made a pretty good chunk of money from that. Mm -hmm. Because let's face it, you are going to need some type of income to have coming in to be able to fund it. Um, once we came up with a budget of what we needed, and then, of course, I've also retired. So that's from, the state, also, from the state of California. So that's, all, that's also income that comes in as well. So between all three of these, those things, it allowed us to be able to come up with a budget and say, okay, this is how we're going to fund this. Uh, however, you know, even though you still got money coming in, you still have to stick to a budget that yeah. you need to have, you know? So whatever that budget is, whether it's a thousand dollars, whether it's $1,500, I mean, there's so many different budgets out there that I know that people use. And once you realize how much you can travel, um, we are literally saving money by doing what we're doing as opposed to being at home, yeah. being back at the States. You know, I mean, we don't have all the, we don't have a mortgage, we don't have house, our car payments, insurance, insurance all those, types all of those things. things. And once you remove all that out, it's amazing how, how liquid you become yeah. financially. <laughs> and um, so we put ourselves on a budget. We're trying to stay within 1500 to 2000 a month. Um, and we're four countries in and we've been successful at it. So, um, you know, and we're living good. I mean, it's not like we're feeling restricted or anything like that. Else. So, um, yeah, it's been working out really well for us, Rick. Yeah. Not sure if we lost our feed. Already, uh, we, we lost them on and taught temporarily, so I'm just going to uh, share a little bit about our journey and how we finance our trip. Uh, so we left our, um, um, hey, hey, you guys are back. Yeah, yeah. I think we got lost there. <laughs> okay. Um, I was just sharing a little bit about how we financed the trip while I was waiting. Uh, but basically, we did the similar stuff to Demond and uh, Todd. We sold a lot of our stuff, our home, our possessions. We had a sale where uh, people came over. They took whatever they want and they paid whatever we want. 
they got enough, we got their money. So I think we got the better end of the deal. And uh, <laughs> I work online. I do uh, several different things, including private coaching, uh, masterminding, online courses, um, uh, virtual summits, and more. Even travel blogging makes me a little bit of a side income. So yeah, I, I think it, it is uh, the, what you guys were talking about. Um, you got to, um, you know, obviously sell, you got to save. Uh, in my case, we're getting some salary and some sponsorship through the travel blog. Uh, you were talking about budgeting. Um, so uh, Demond's really good at the budgeting side of things. He's the numbers guy. Uh, so uh, how do you guys determine a budget? Because, uh, um, you know, when you're traveling on a two-week vacation, it's a lot different than when you're traveling indefinitely long-term. On a two-week vacation, you can splurge, you can do all-inclusives, you can eat out. Exactly. How do you guys actually uh, set a budget uh, for a country like maybe uh, Colombia or Ecuador? Um, do you look at the price point of uh, uh, Airbnbs, uh, food, uh, transport, yes. and then you uh, like tell tell us tell us more about the numbers? Excellent. Yeah. So basically, what we kind of do is so if you have a certain budget, whatever that is, uh, what we try to do is stay anywhere uh, for rent. Rent is going to be your is our is our biggest cost. Rent is going to be the biggest cost. So um, we try to stay anywhere between um, 10 to 15% of whatever, you know, your income, whatever you're going to be bringing in or whatever. And that kind of determines how much your rent is going to be. And then, of course, you have to figure in groceries. And uh, so um, we kind of, I'm kind of an old school kind of guy. I literally jot a lot of stuff down on a piece of paper. Yeah, he's, forever, <laughs> he's forever writing numbers down. I'm forever writing stuff down. So... You know, we we have the a rent that we want to stay within means uh, a certain a certain amounts, and then groceries. We figured that it's, it normally averages about one hundred and fifty to two hundred dollars a month for groceries, and then uh, and we eat out a lot. We eat out a lot, uh, but all the places that we've been uh, at, the, the the cost of living for eating out is very cheap. It's very cheap. I mean, I think one of the little secrets, and Demon will back me up on this, is that if you come abroad and you want to live a lifestyle like you did in the States, then, then it's going to cost you like you were in the States. It's very expensive. If you buy uh, American products here, you're going to pay an upcharge for import. And so um, right off the bat, we had to learn, oh, um, you know, you, you can't buy skippy peanut butter. You have to buy <laughs> um, <laughs> the local brand of peanut butter and you'll save a lot of money. Uh, so you had to really make changes. Um, and when you do that, you can find that you know your grocery bill drops dramatically and then when we eat out as we were just telling you yesterday um like we just discovered this little breakfast place like right up the street from us i mean we had a breakfast of scrambled eggs uh bacon uh fruit a, a bottle a bowl of fruit uh waffles coffee juice and it came to for the both of us it came to 13 dollars for the two of us i mean that's, that's amazing. That would, that would have been the cost for one person <laughs> back in the States, probably even more. And so, you know, once you get out there and you start finding these little ways to eat, um, you can really do it affordably. And then back to the budget is then you just start tracking how much you're spending and making sure that you're on, on target. So you allocate so much money for the phone bill. You allocate so much money for groceries. You allocate so much money for rent. And you just stick with it. So we kind of do everything, our rent, we kind of been going everything through Airbnb and we've been very fortunate with that and it's been working well for us. Um, and so uh, we've been able to find certain places that really suits our needs and it's been working just fine. We kind of put ourselves only through trial and error. We've gotten ourselves down to a budget of about 40, $45 a day. 
um, <clears throat> excuse me, and where if you're in the States, that might seem pretty restrictive, but actually here it's, it's you know, it's that, doable. that's it's quite doable. doable. I mean, as a matter of fact, if you don't go out one day and you just stay at home, boom, the next day you've got 90 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it really, it, it, it piles up really quick. So um, $45 a day is 50, 45, 50, 45, yeah. 50 has really been our sweet spot of staying within budget. Yeah, no, some great tips. And, uh, you know, I can definitely concur and, uh, you know, relate to a lot of those uh, pricing costs. Uh, you know, uh, we don't even do uh, it as, um, you know, luxuriously as you guys. You guys are doing a little bit higher standard in terms of Airbnbs and all. Like, for example, here, we actually rented a, a room in a hostel that has two beds. And our room's actually just up here, uh, right over here. It has uh, two beds, ensuite washroom, and... Fifteen U.S. dollars per night, and uh, wow. you know, like basically, the, the the only other cost beside that is like the lunch and the dinners, and then uh, you know, transport's super cheap here as well. And uh, you know, you can definitely do it uh, cheap, even as us, we're traveling as a family. So whether you're traveling single, couple, family, <coughs> you can definitely do it for cheap in these countries. And until you actually get here, you won't uh, exactly. realize how cheap it is. Like when I was in Medellin, I was just like. What uh, are you sure you didn't make a mistake when you calculated the price of all that food? <laughs> and uh, no, you know, no, like you almost want to get more money. Oh, like here, take more money because I don't feel it's a, a good exchange of all this food for so little money. He takes some more. <laughs> exactly. Uh, funny story. When we were in Medellin, uh, we were at the mall and they had a Starbucks there. Now uh, we haven't really seen too many Starbucks, so we thought, oh, you know, hey, let's go have a little taste at home. So we went and we bought. Uh, two grande lattes. Now in the States, we drank Starbucks all the time. And so two grande lattes ran us about nine bucks and change. Um, <laughs> here in Medellin, two grande lattes cost us like $4 and 20 cents. So it's like $2 something a piece. Yeah, which is 210 a piece. <laughs> <laughs> and we were just blown away. We we're like, this is Starbucks, are you serious? <laughs> we, we thought, well, what's going on? How come we're so expensive back in the States then? Uh, but it, it's amazing. People don't believe it until they come and, and see. We had some friends come out and visit us. And when they got here, they were like, wow, this is incredible. And we're like, see, it is so doable to live out here. I mean, if you had 1,500 to 2,000 income stream coming in, you could totally live abroad comfortably. Yeah. It's, it's so thought, doable. I mean, you could do it even cheaper than that. You could, well. you could, totally. Yeah, that's, that's within our stretch, so. Yeah. We know people who are living within under a thousand dollars a month, so it's it's very yeah. yeah. I, I want to compare that as well. Uh, you know, yesterday I took the kiddos out to a movie, and the movie was only five bucks. Uh, you know, for the latest blockbuster movie, popcorn was you know a couple bucks. Uh, we actually went to McDonald's, treat them with uh, to a Happy Meal, and uh, the Happy Meal is way cheaper than back in uh, Canada. And uh, you know, it's the same Happy Meal, the same Starbucks that like you mentioned. But different pricing so yeah, exactly. uh, you know even, even starbucks mcdonald's movies you can do it on the cheap so yeah i think i think we're on the same page here and uh, you guys who are watching and listening you definitely have to come and experience and you'll realize how cheap you can live in places like central south america uh, southeast asia africa etc so todd uh, and uh, damon i'm curious to know about your vision you guys have been to four countries a couple in south central couple in south america you're heading back to the u.s for christmas new year's and then tell us more about the vision forward. Uh, where are you planning to go in terms of countries and continents? Okay, so yeah, great. So yeah, you got it. We're gonna be going back to the States in November, December. Our plan is to get back on the road again in January. 
uh, and you know, and hit come back to South America. Uh, South America, we're planning on hitting uh, Bolivia, Brazil, Chile, uh, Chile, Argentina, Peru, and then once we finish up South America, then we're going to transition over to uh, Southeast Asia. And so really excited and about cover that. All through Asia, so we're planning on hitting. You know, I really want to go to the Philippines, but we'll have to see what's going on there. But the Philippines, Thailand, I mean, go through the whole entire uh, Asia. Uh, and then after that, we want to go to South Africa. And then we'll do a little bit of Europe. We'll probably go through um, Spain Italy. and Portugal, Italy, and probably Greece. And then uh, our, our goal is a, it's a, it's a, it's a hefty goal. We were trying to hit 42 countries. It's Unlike yourself, <laughs> who's so, uh, yeah, you're 70. Yeah, you're 70 countries so, so far. We're trying to hit 42 countries. And then after those 42 countries, we're trying to uh, figure out, okay, let's narrow it down to our top three. What are the top three places that really spoke to us? And where can we see ourselves living for the for, you know retiring at and so that's kind of the plan and that's kind of what we're doing so we've given ourselves about three years to do it three to four yeah three to four years yeah to hit those countries because it's you know if you add that up and you spend 30 and 60 days in some of those countries that can add up pretty quickly yeah so. i mean it's amazing we've been at this six months already and we're only four countries in <laughs> so that's so that's kind of our plan as far as uh, traveling and seeing the world um, as far as nomadic adventures, I'm sure that's going to evolve even more. So, uh, yeah, as time goes on, we're still trying to decide, you know, what path to take it down. But for right now, it's a great resource for people who want to come on. And what we generally show is what you can do, places to go and see, and how you can do it cheaply. Right. So we're just, it's kind of a resource for people who are thinking about doing this, but don't really know. We were, we're just showing them that, hey, we're just two guys. Nothing special here, and we're able to do it comfortably. So right, and 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 to let people know that it's never too late to follow the dreams. Yeah, I mean, and at the same token, we gave it what? all up in our fifties, and it was the best decision. Yeah, we because ever did. you just you just never know. Life is just, we always look at it as life is just too short. So if you want to do something, we're not promised tomorrow. So you want to make sure you want to uh, get all your dreams out there and know that you can actually uh, accomplish them. Right, because then when we hit our golden years of 70s or whatever, we've got all this video content of our trips, you know, from prior. So actually we're doing ourselves a, a great service, I think. Yeah, you guys are definitely living the dream. And, uh, you know, as we're traveling, we're definitely living the dream, inspiring others to, uh, you know, jump ship, uh, leave the suburbs behind and uh, explore the beautiful world that we all live in. Don't be afraid. <laughs> So to end off your, uh, you know, Todd and Damon, there might be someone who's watching this video, they're listening on iTunes and they're thinking of setting out on the road, but they just don't know where to start. They have all these fears, self-doubts, insecurities. Um, where, where, what would you tell them? What advice would you give them besides, besides? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Just do it slow. Wait a sec. Did you hear my question? Uh, only up to a point. Uh-oh. Oh, uh, I was asking you, uh, what tips or advice would you give to someone who's thinking of uh, becoming nomadic besides the Nike Just Do It slogan? <laughs> right. Oh, that's, that's good. <laughs> yeah. That, um, well, I would just say just get over your fears. I mean, number one, don't let the language and don't let things tell you that you can't do it. Because you'll have a lot of people who tell you, 
don't do it. What right. are you doing? We, we encountered a lot from family and friends, friends, people who didn't see our vision and said, you know, what are you doing? You've got a great house. You've got great cars. Why are you doing that? Um, it's just, I would say to your listeners and or whoever's watching, um, if you have that passion inside of you and you really think that this is something you want to do, do it. Don't, uh, don't hold back. Selling everything is going to be your biggest challenge. Um, that was hard. And, and that's only if you want to do that. That's how it funded us a great deal. But, um, you know, letting go of everything was the most freeing thing we ever did. It's probably that was the best decision we ever could have made in our lives because being able to be financially stable to do it and having the, the free and the, the ability to get up and just go is so freeing and being stuck with just all the stuff that you have. And at the end of the day, all that stuff you can be replaced if you want to, if you want to go back to the way of living that way. But so don't let that stop you. Just keep on um, pursuing that and uh, it's fine. Yep. Did we lose you? By the way, uh, you know, one of the struggles when you're public is the Guys, uh, did you hear my question? Uh, we didn't. We didn't. Okay, there you okay. go. Okay, apologies about the bad Wi-Fi. Unfortunately, when you're traveling in South America, the Wi-Fi is a little bit choppy. So uh, my question in closing is, how can people reach out? How can they connect? What's your website, social media, YouTube channel, etc.? Oh, okay, great. Great yeah, question. They can, all, they can reach us on Facebook, on Nomadic Adventures uh, on Facebook. You can reach out to us on our website, which is www.nomadicadventures.com. Um, we're very open to answering any questions. Yes, we get um, questions all the time. Yeah, we get people asking us questions all the time. So we're very open to that. Um, so feel free to follow us and check us out on both those. Uh, uh, those yeah, both those uh, social media. Um, you'll see once you sign on to our Nomadic Adventures, there's a link there to our YouTube page that has all of our videos. Um, we've got a lot of videos for you to see as far as resources and what we generally try and do our, our top 10 favorites and dislikes about certain places. Um, just kind of give people an idea about, you know, what, what they're going to encounter. Yeah. Awesome. And I'll have those links below uh, for everyone who's watching uh, on YouTube. They'll be right in the YouTube description. If you're listening on iTunes, they'll be right in the show notes. So it was great to connect with you guys in Colombia, in Ecuador, and I'm sure we're going to run into you guys again in a different way. I know we will. Who knows? Know will. It was great running into you yesterday. That was yeah, just that really, was cool. really fun. So thanks again for your time today on the interview. All right. All right thanks. thanks a lot. We'll see you later. Take care. You as well. So thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode. Make sure you reach out to Damon and to Todd on the YouTube channel. They have some phenomenal videos all about their trip and all about the, the practicalities of the financing, etc. Make sure you check them out on their website, uh, Nomadic 
Adventurers, and also on Facebook and social media. So thanks, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Digital Nomad Mastery, live on location here from beautiful Cuenca, Ecuador. And uh, remember, it's never too late to make your dreams come true.